Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Should we scrap the mandatory retirement age? Um, I'm looking at this story here and it's going to read it out to you very briefly if I can. Little Ireland has announced that it will remove the mandatory retirement age clause for all current and prospective employees, stating that staff will be given the option to work beyond 65 years of age. The low-cost supermarket chain said it is the first company in Ireland to announce the removal of the mandatory retirement age clause. And the German supermarket chain said the decision will allow the retailer to attract more mature and life-experienced talent, as well as providing its current employees with more flexibility. The retailer said in a statement that through working with the Retirement Council of Ireland and Later Life, uh, it is also committed to supporting employees through workshops across to, uh, to provide employees with a holistic approach to retirement planning. It said this approach allows employees to consider all aspects of their retirement. And I think it's very clever what they're doing, by the way. And Little, in fairness, they treat their staff very well. Little's decision follows a recent announcement, by the way, from the government. Uh, now, this is where I get to be dubious. Where the government said that the state pension system will undergo major changes which would allow employees more flexibility in regard to retirement. This is probably because the state doesn't have enough money to pay everybody retirement. Anyway, the age at which people receive the state pension is set to remain at 66, but workers will also be able to defer their pension until the age of 70 after a broad agreement was reached among government parties on the issue. Uh, those who work beyond the age of 66 will receive a higher pension rate when they opt to retire at the age of 70, of course, saving the government money in the interim because they don't have to pay out as much initially. This is based on the fact they will have paid more PRSI payments and will be in receipt of their pension over a shorter period of time because obviously you will die quicker. Uh, the plan detailed what was termed as flexible pension age, which would enable people to receive the state pension at 66, but also to build up a higher payment if they continue to work beyond that age. Now, this model is in place in some other countries already, including Estonia, of all places. So today, I want to ask what you think about mandatory retirement. There are many people who will say that companies that use more mature people in the workforce have staff that are totally invested in their work and show that the age, you know, with age comes experience and ultimately great service for many people who could be affected by mandatory retirement. Now, I know many people who do not want to retire at 67 and have had plenty to offer the workplace. And there are many people, I mean, even in media, there are many people, for example, who are over the age of 65, many great presenters on radio. But again, that's private individuals, that's private companies. Um, when it comes to the state, working for the state, which a large number of people in this country do, you have no choice. You must retire at the age of 65. That's, there isn't an option. So when you get to 65 years of age, you're out the door. Uh, obviously in some, like for example, the Garda Sheikh Khan, I think nurses as well, you work a 30-year service or 65, whichever comes sooner. And I want to ask you if you believe mandatory retirement should be scrapped. Because realistically, you could argue that many people are better at their jobs at 65 or 70. And they've maybe a little bit more to offer. You could equally argue it's a bit unfair. Because what happens is, is that you get what they call job blockers. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with that term, but it happened more so in the civil service. Where you have people who probably should retire. They've slowed down a bit. They're not really that great at their job anymore. And the only reason they go to work is because it's a social experience for them. They may be widows or widowers. Uh, they may be lonely. They may live alone. They may not want the social isolation of retirement. So what they do is they continue to work. 
and invariably hold up a job for a young person. Because, of course, the civil service can only have so many employees because they're limited by the budget they have for the civil service. So that, in turn, stops younger people getting jobs. And people will say, come on, get out. Make way for the young people. Come on, out you go. Take your retirement and make way. And particularly if you work for the state, by the way, because you get a decent pension. If you're private sector work, you most likely don't have a pension. So I want to ask you, do you believe that mandatory retirement should be scrapped? The government wants to extend it. So should it be scrapped altogether? Mandatory retirement. In other words, you choose if you want to retire. If you want to retire, you can retire. You can get your pension 66 or state pension or whatever it is. But if you don't want to retire, that you should be able to continue to work, no matter if you're sec- public or private sector. Most private companies, by the way, will have it in your contract that you must retire at 65 years of age. Uh, as well, it's not ma- it's a very, very dodgy kind of law. There's no real law around it. It's entirely up to your own company, but you will find in your employment contract in most companies that you must retire at the age of 65. If you're working for the state, you have to retire at the age of 65. But is that unfair? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Should we scrap mandatory retirement completely? And get rid of it. In other words, make it your choice if you want to retire. Because many people say to me, by the way, they don't want to retire. Because they'd be bored out of their heads. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Do you believe we should scrap mandatory retirement of 65 years of age? Let me know what you think. 087-188-0008. Kathleen, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Kathleen? Uh, hi, Niall. So, Kathleen, in relation to your retirement, do you believe that it should be mandatory? Um, well, I think that 66 is a good age to, to hang your boots up. Yeah. Personally, um, I think that um, if you've worked from a young age and you've worked hard and so forth, that you know that if you have enough, if you ever, like I've obviously come over from England, but I worked in hospitality for years and um, brought my skills over here like 20 years ago and... Um, I, you know, I would just said, you you know, you're retired and, you know, you're going to retire, but, so I hadn't got a choice, but now I think, yeah, I think 66, if you, but if you can work to 70, fine, but if you feel that. Who decides that, by the way, who just. You know, I think yourself, I think, well, I think that at the moment the law is that, you know, they're talking 65, but, um, you know, I think that it, I think employers can decide. Like, look at now, there's age discrimination in the market now. Well, there if you're is, going yeah, for a yeah. job, if you're going for a job, say, I'm a chef, right? I'm a qualified chef. But going for a job at, say, 55, we'll say, they're not going to take it because they're going to take somebody that's just out of college that has probably got more, you know, they're just going to discriminate you, you know. I know, if you're out of work at the age of 50 in this country, it's very difficult to get a job. Yeah. Yeah, and if you have the but but the sad part is if you have a lot of experience, and you're able, you should be able to work till at least sixty six. You should be able to work, mm-hmm. you yep. know. But it depends on what on what kind of work that you do. But here's the thing: it's sixty six, obviously, for the state because you can get your state pension at the age of sixty six. Sixty five, yeah. by the way, for a lot of private companies, so they have it in your contract. Yeah, yeah. Right? I never okay. work for a private company yeah. now, so I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So, but the thing about it is. If you get rid of it, and I'm kind of on the fence on this, because if you get rid of the mandatory retirement age whereby you must go, 
what will happen is you then will em- be employing less people at a younger age because you don't have the jobs for them because you've got Mary or Johnny who's 69 years of age still sitting there stamping forms uh, or whatever. Yeah, do, yeah, do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? And a lot I of people... Do, I, I do. I, I, totally and I, un- I understand, by the way, I understand why people want to go to work because if you're, yeah. a t- say, if you're a widower or widow or something like that, it might be a very lonely place staying at home where you're used to for 30 years going into a building and meeting all your friends. Yeah, so it can yeah. be a lonely place. You know what I mean? Oh, it can. But I think but I think that you can always find, like, I'm retired now. I'm finishing off a good while now. And don't want to give me age away, obviously, but... Um, I find that... Oh, you're only a young you one. Know, you're yeah. only a young one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God bless. God bless you now. Uh, but I think that uh, you can always find other... You know, you can do a bit of voluntary work. You don't have to be... You know, just because you've finished work in, in the workplace, it doesn't mean that you, there's nothing else that you can't do. You can hand over all the skills you learn over the years, you know, yeah. life skills. You can go back and do a bit of education. You can go and do a bit of voluntary mm-hmm. work if you're able for it, you know. Is and, it, by the way, is it, it's uh, funny. Know, it's making room for younger people, but yeah. you see, younger people, I've a, a grandson and he's he's only, uh, he's not even 18 yet. And he can't get a, he, he's left school, he can't get a job, but he shouldn't have left school. But that's another story now. And like, you have to have a bit of space for the young people coming up too, that they need to... Of course, yeah, absolutely. And by the way, it was funny when you said I don't want to tell people really? my age. It was funny when you said you, you didn't want people to know your age, by the way. Um, yeah. It always reminds me of my mother. My mother was very... I don't know what it is about particularly older women many years ago. Not so much now. But I remember my mother and I'd bring her... If I brought her somewhere, uh, you know, to fill out, you know, for to, to the doctor or whatever it was, right? <laughs> and uh, she was... She died at the age of 74 about 10 years ago. But I remember I'd bring her somewhere and the doctor would say, um, okay, can I have your date of birth, please? And she'd look at me and go, you go over there. Go on over there. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I knew yeah. her age. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why she kept doing that. You, yeah. you go on, you go on over there. It's a common thing. In, <laughs> it's a very common thing in my own family. It's very common in my... Like, I... My... my, my all my crowd come from Ireland, you know. They're from the north. But yeah. they have a thing about... It's just something that's been there over this period of it. It's only women, by the way. What's the upset? It's only women that do it because, and I, and I, I still to this day remember. No matter where I brought her, and if the person said, "What's your date of birth?" She'd tell me to go off. She'd go on, and I was in my twenties or thirties, and she said, "Go on, go on off over there now." Yeah, my mum was the same. My mum passed away, God bless her, twenty six years ago now. But uh, you know, they just don't want you to know. And you know what? Yeah. That's up to, that's their prerogative because absolutely you could, could because it's your prerogative, Kathleen. I would never ask your age unless you wanted to tell me. Oh no, no, no! But I mean, I just, I just say, well, I'm over fifty-five, but now I can't say that anymore. Now, unfortunately, <laughs> so now I'm six old. And when did you retire? When did you start working? With me? Oh God! Uh, just a memory lapse here. Did you? By uh, the way, by the way, Kathleen, did you ever lie about your age? Oh, yeah. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've, all, we've all done it, haven't we? Yeah. I remember years ago, there was an article in the newspaper about me and it said, boiling 49 years of age. I was actually 55 at the time, but then when the journalist rang me, I told him I was 49. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely right there now. Yeah. When are you going to have to, just to ask you now, I know it's going up the subject, but if you bring it up in another subject, when are you going to have your... Uh, 
the classic hits uh, party again because oh. I was at one of them. Oh, they're great parties, yeah. And I believe, uh, from when I, actually, somebody mentioned the other day, they are starting again very, very soon. And I'm not going to say it because it would be wrong of me to say it, but I do believe the first one's going to be in Cork. So that's all I know. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they are starting again very, very soon. They will be coming back again. So, I, And hopefully we'll get to see all the listeners again because the parties were great. Stay with me for a second. Let me go to Bryony. Uh, Bryony, you're an Ireland's Classic Hits. How you doing? I'm good now. How are you? Nice to talk to you, Bryony. Now, the retirement age. You heard Kathleen saying, well, you know, mature people have a lot to offer. You know, and I yeah, understand exactly. that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I commented on Facebook, my dad is turning 77 in October and he still works. And he okay. loves his job and he's damn good at it. So, and I don't think he's taken a job from someone younger because there's not actually enough people in his sector. So, what does he do? What is it, what's his qualified. sector? He's a tour guide. Oh, okay. So, okay. Like, and obviously, he was very affected by COVID. He was out of work for the entire thing of COVID because the whole industry shut down. And by um, the way, did did he get? Because th- there was a thing during COVID. We had a caller on the air who was over the age of sixty five, was let go, no and didn't get no. the money. He so he didn't no, get his... because because they were of retirement age, they got nothing. That was awful. Which I think is scandalous. I think if you were in employment and you like that's another whole story. But no, yeah, no, no, you're right. It, no, it is scandalous. I remember talking to a chap. He was a bus driver on the air, and again, he was over the age of sixty-five. And because he was over sixty-five and lost his job during COVID, he didn't get paid. Yeah. And I thought that was absolute oh, it's it discrimination. Is. Oh no, absolutely scandalous. So why don't, don't well then why don't you take? Well, why don't you go to the Equality Authority and take a case, take a test case for everybody else? Yeah, I think these people, a lot of them are, you know, not have the money to do that or the, you know, he did go to his TDs and everything and kind of go, what the hell? Well, you don't need money to go to the Equality Authority. Go to the Equality Authority based on, it was ageism. I would absolutely take a case on behalf of everybody else. It wouldn't cost you anything, I don't believe, apart from a bit of time and effort. And if he won, he'd get all his money back that he was entitled to at the time. Like, they were discriminated against as well because he was told, oh, you should stay in your house, you're over this age, and he couldn't even go for a walk in the village without being... Well, no, that was different. Upon, that was, no, well, that was yeah. different. That was advice. He didn't have to take that advice. Yeah. He didn't want to. But, um, but yeah, money-wise, they were really down a huge amount of money because, I mean, he started out um, actually driving tour buses, you know. Okay. Uh, but when he got to, like, a certain age, he kind of went, okay, I'm a bit, you know, old to be lumping luggage around in and out of buses and stuff. This is a bit too much. So he gave that part of it up and went just with the tour guiding. But he did the, I think it was, I can't remember now, the Falter Ireland guiding badge um, okay. about 15 years ago, I think. He was the oldest person, I think, to, to, to do it, and he got the highest mark ever in the course at that Wonderful. Time. Okay. He so got a distinction. And, you know, he probably so has he a real, really he obviously good. has a real passion for what yeah, he does. No, he yeah, he does, and he is really good at it. He's excellent. He goes over to Edinburgh and London. He goes over sometimes to France on these tours as well, not just around Ireland. Okay. And, you know, he goes off for basically the summer, and he comes back occasionally for a few nights. My mum loves the peace and quiet at the house for a child. <laughs> yeah. And then they have the winter together. Basically, he's home from, you know, October through to April. And they go off, they travel maybe to Italy. You know, I know they're going off for her 70th in November. They're going over to Italy for a couple of weeks, that kind of, and doing a tour. It means they just have a little bit better quality of life than they would if they were just on their pensions. Yeah. You know, and... I think that's wonderful. I does. think that's lovely that the two Why of them have a nice life. Yeah. 
Why shouldn't they be allowed to do that? I think it's okay. Well, here's the argument. Here's the argument against it, and I completely agree with everything you've just said, Brian. And I'm delighted that your father, you know, is carrying on, and and he's created a nice little lifestyle for himself and his his wife as well. But the argument against this is that we don't have a mandatory retirement age of 66 in the state or 65, it'd be a private sector, whatever it is, is that people, unlike your father, who are not really able for the job anymore, you know, as I said already, they might be widows or widowers or and they just go in there because it's a social experience, because they don't want to be left alone and they're just going in, going through the motions. And in turn, what happens is that's a position that could be taken up by a younger person. So we take away those opportunities and we delay them by five or six years for younger people. So yeah, that's, I, I the, think, that's the argument, isn't it? I think in the public, in the, you know, obviously in the public sector, that's possibly an issue. But also there should be more flexibility in contract hours. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you know, I work for Lidl. So I'm not going to comment on the whole Lidl story because it's not my place. I'm not in the PR department. I just work in stores. But they do offer 10-hour contracts, 20-hour contracts. So a lot of the older generation of people are on the shorter contracts by choice. So they just go in for the 10 or 20 hours. They love their job. They get, they're not over, you know, overstretching themselves by working a full week, the same as somebody else might, but they can choose to do that if they want, you know? And I think it's that flexibility. It's also very important that companies and the public sector actually have mechanisms in place to weed out people who aren't performing or how can we make, help them and support them and mm-hmm. train them so they do perform. And that has to happen a hell of a lot earlier than the age of 65. Those people that aren't performing are probably not performing for 30 years at this stage, do you know? And it's because they haven't been trained, they haven't been questions asked, and there aren't mechanisms in place to support those people to perform better. I mean, we've seen you know? some of these companies like Lidl, like Aldi, like um, some of the IKEA, uh, and they do tend to treat their staff a little bit better. Well, they have certainly, some people are obviously going to have bad experiences. There's always going to be people with bad experiences. But generally speaking, they are trying to progress a little bit. A lot of them are paying living wages rather than minimum wage, for example, mm-hmm. and stuff like that as well. So, and now they're doing this. So the state is looking at this and saying, well, OK, we could do something like this. And the state are now trying to incentivize people to work past 65. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe that the state has its own agenda, i.e. they don't have enough money to pay pensions. Um, so that it's in their best interest that people don't stop working at 65. Or stop, so say, yeah, don't stop working at 65. So that I, I believe there's another agenda there, but that's a whole other argument. But the idea that sometimes, you know, people wouldn't take retirement and hold up a job position, a lot of people don't agree with that, and I understand it. But then again, I don't want to get to a state where, let's say, like America, when I go to Florida and you see, you know, 90-year-olds standing at the door of Walmart, you know, going, welcome to Walmart. And the only reason they're doing it is because they can't afford their, you know, uh, private health insurance. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because they're doing it because they have to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I think we have to tread carefully, especially with regards to the government taking up this. But I think the supports still have to be there. And there has to be a balance and it has to be done. And absolutely, I'd be cynical about the government, the same as yourself, <laughs> that they're taking this up. But um, I do think companies, like private sector companies, really offering that option just to work that a little bit longer if you want and supporting you to do so, I think is great. And um, it, I think as well, this sort of job blocking idea, I think that's blown out of proportion. I think maybe in the public se- sector where their numbers are constrained. But at the moment, Retail especially, we can't get staff. So there's not, there not jobs out there at the moment, you know, for young people. The jobs are there. You just need to be savvy about your CV, do a bit of footwork and 
get a bit of experience under your belt and put that in your CV properly to kind of show your skills. It well, I, well I would much rather hire, you know, uh, because I know there's a lot of ageism in, in society at the moment when it comes to jobs. I would much rather hire a very experienced 55-year-old than an inexperienced 25-year-old. I think, yeah, it's got to be just about what person okay. experiences and ignore their age. And I do think the likes of Lidl do, do an excellent job. Okay, well, well, hold on just for a second. Let me go to Donovan as well before we go to the break. Donovan, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Donovan? Right, Marl, how are you? Good. Donovan, should we scrap the retirement age? Well, where I work, we don't enforce it. Okay, well, you're a private company, obviously. Yes. Okay, um, you yeah, don't have to if you're a private company. Yeah, and I don't think it should be there at all. Um, I run, I'm a transport manager. I don't want to say where I work or what we do. Um, but if we had to enforce the, you know, the mandatory retirement age, we would actually be in trouble with our driver numbers. Okay, so you'd be short-staffed? Yeah. Okay. And that, that's, um, uh, but that would be the case in a lot of industries around the country. Yeah, uh, and, but what we do, I mean, if, if I had to lose, I've got three guys, I've got two guys who are past retirement age and one who's nearing it. If I lost those three at the end of this year, I, I would actually be in trouble. Okay. And you're not going to get somebody to come into that industry. Is it, sorry, uh, is, it, is it truck drivers, by the way? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The, and and I, I was only reading an article the other day about truck drivers. The average age of a truck driver is increasing by about two or three years every single year because the reason is that no new people are going into the industry. Yeah, the average, I'd say just the thumb stuck quickly, just thinking of my guys, the average age of my driver pool here would be late 40s, early 50s, 50s maybe yeah. even bordering mid 50s. Yeah, I think and that's what I read. The average age was somewhere between 38 and 41. Yeah, yeah so my, my average age here is probably 50 to mid 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite a specialised operation, so it, it, it narrows down the, the pool of drivers I have access to. Um, by the um, way, it's not just truck driving. Uh, the same goes for plumbing. Uh, the same yes. goes for carpentry. The same goes for a lot of those older industries, but which are vital industries, by the way. Uh, yep. And we're seeing a lot less people going in because all young people want to go into is the sciences and technology, and that's all they want to seem to do. It's funny you mentioned those two trades because the only people I could find I live out in the countryside in Cork the only electrician and plumber I could find are both retired and are working because they've got nothing else to do. Yeah, you be, they just get them to do nixers. That's about, that's about all you're going to find at the moment. And te- I believe yeah. in 10 or 20 years, we're going to have a serious problem uh, trying to find a plumber. But anyway, that's beside the point, or trying to find a truck driver for that matter. It's, uh, it's, so it's a big, big problem, and it's a, it's a European problem. And this happened in the States many years ago. Um, they brought out one of the new trucks in Freightliner brought out a truck. They actually developed it with swing-out steps because the, the average age of the driver had increased so much that the older drivers couldn't access uh, the trucks by the steps. Wow. So it's been, it's been a problem coming for years. Right, okay. And so how are they, go- by the way, how are they going to resolve that? There was a suggestion at one stage that the government uh, were going to pay for, you know, the, the lessons. It's a, a course you've got to do. It costs three grand or whatever it is to do the HGV lessons. Should the government be funding that to try and encourage more people into it? You know, I don't come from a country where governments fund much and it's, it, it does help, but somebody's got to pay for it at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. And they just don't want to do it. But is, but is there good money, by the way, Donovan, in the industry? If I'm a truck driver and I'm doing long distance or I'm up and down Ireland or whatever it is, is it worth it? Is there good money? Because it's quite a lonely job, by the way. It is, but some people like it. Um, I've got some guys here that fight to do the long distance trips because they prefer it. Yeah. Um, it's, you look, you're never going to get rich being a truck driver. But if you work for a good company, and I believe I... I do work for one. It's it's not a bad salary. It's not in the lower end. Is of it per hour or is it is it a salary? Um, our guys get paid a. It's at the end of the day, it's per hour. But but our guys get a 
a sort of a daily rate, if you'd like. Okay, and if I was truck driving for a week, on average, right? Uh, not for your company. You don't have to mention your own company or how much you pay. But how much, on average, would a truck driver make in a week? In his hand. How much would he come out in his hand? I've heard anywhere from between 500 and 800. Okay. Uh, well, but if, well you, if you're getting the upper end of that, it wouldn't be too bad. Anyway, no. okay, but you're getting back to, just very briefly to retirement, do you think we should scrap the age altogether? Yes. And is there a, is there a danger then that we have a situation like America where you have elderly people having to work? I don't think so in this country because we do support our aged a bit better than in America. America's a bit like back home. If you've got no money, tough, you're out on the street and pay all your own canoe. Yeah, um, or you're working in Walmart saying hello to people when they walk in the door. Yes, yeah. Okay, uh, all right. But listen, Donovan, I've run out of time. I have to go into a break. The number's 87 8 That's 87 8 The question is, should we scrap the retirement age? No, I do believe you should scrap it. I get a lot of people in the car, as you know, drive a taxi that, you know, have gone downhill um, just as they've retired a year after or something and they can't take being home. Now, there is some people getting in my car as well, like, you know, that are happy and retired. Now, me, myself, I don't want to retire. I'm 52. I want to drive a cab till I'm 90. That's just me. Cheers, pal. All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 87 Let me go to Tony. Tony, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you, Tony? I know you're getting on. Good. Now, you work in the construction industry. And I, right, I, I don't know how people working in construction, depending on what they're doing, I suppose, could work past 65 because it's quite a manual job anyway, isn't it? It is, but we're kind of we're kind of at the stage in construction at the moment. It's nearly like a crisis, to be honest with you. There's no, there's no young youngsters coming up along the line that want to get involved in construction. They've watched their fathers and their uncles and whatever, and they're... They're based from working 30, 40, 50 years of construction. Now, the difference we'd say with now is that standards have improved an awful lot. So there's an awful lot less pulling and dragging involved in construction now. So the likes of your 40, 50, 60 year olds are better able for it now than what they were. Yeah, you're not not carrying concrete blocks on your shoulder anymore. No, no. No. Like there's machinery now that does most of that work for you, whether it be cranes or or teleporters or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But that that's that's what that's what I do. I drive I drive three sixty teleporters, right? Right, okay. I'm forty six years of age and I, I can count on one hand the amount of guys under thirty that are coming up behind us. And what is it? Do you think young people just don't want to get their hands dirty? I think a lot of it is down to training. Mm. Like like I said, I'm I'm forty six, right? I'm I was Red born and reared on a farm. So I'm around machinery since I was knee high to a duck. Yeah. I was driving tractors at, at seven years of age. I've been around machinery all my life. The, the, the site machinery that I drive now, I used to go onto sites when I was 15, 16 years of age. On a Saturday, you'd be labouring and you might get a, two hours on a machine to get used to it every Saturday for five or six or seven months. You can't do that now. Yeah. Now, because of health and safety rules, you have to have tickets. You have to have a ticket to drive a machine, which is fair enough, and I, I, I agree with the, the reasoning behind this, but the training that's given now doesn't give you the same level of experience that you would have got, that I would have got when I was 15. Do you know what I mean? So do you think if, if there was, the, do you think if there was a mandatory retirement age in construction, well, it depends on the construction company, by the way, and what policies they have, do you think that the industry yeah. wouldn't have enough staff? The industry doesn't have enough staff at the moment. Well, I know that, but it would have even less, you imagine. Yeah, yeah, it would. Like, the site I'm on at the moment, 
There's a guy working with us here. He's 74 years of age. And what's he doing? And what's he doing at 74? He's a steel fixer. He's a steel fixer. Right. And he's as fit as a fiddle. I see. I don't know. I don't know whether I'd want me dad at seventy four fixed do, being a steel fitter on a construction site at seventy four years of age. Well, my look, if he's happy doing well, it, so well, well enough. You know what I mean? Let him have it. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair to this man's son, he doesn't want him doing it either. But yeah. as as this man says, he has no other choice because he owns his own business, right? And it's it's very hard to walk away with fifty years of experience to turn something like that away. Yeah. You know, as a developer, if you've got a guy that's coming into your site to do a job for you, and this guy has 50 years' experience and a load of, of good references behind him, you're going to take him before you'll take a guy that's five years in the business. You know? Absolutely. No matter how good his references are. You'll always go for the experienced man. So how... And, and by the way, getting back to what you said... Okay, but getting back to what Sorry, you said at the start, getting back to what you said at the start I and mean, the lack of people coming in, how do we encourage young people, you know, to start the trade, to go into apprenticeships that we used to have years ago and, and don't seem to be as popular now for some reason because young people see the dream of technology and making more money? But how do we get them to, you know, go into carpentry and plastering and bricklaying and uh, elect- uh, electricians and all those other trades which are going to disappear in the next 20 years if we don't get more people into them? How do we, how do we get people in there? In my opinion, we go back old school. If a contractor has, has, has a 14 or a 15-year-old son, that the HSA and Solace or the CIF or whoever runs the construction comes up with some kind of a system, a ticket, or, you know, your safe pass. You can't get your safe pass until you're, I think, to 16 or 17 years of age. Mm-hmm. That needs to change. That, that fathers and, and brothers and uncles and grandfathers can bring young lads 13, 14, 15 years of age onto sites and show them what's involved in construction. Do me a favor, just stay there for a second because I want to go to Eamon as well. Uh, Eamon works for Lincoln Employment and HR. Uh, Eamon, good afternoon to you. Hello, Niall. How are you? Now, Eamon, the, the idea that Lidl have announced they're getting rid of the mandatory retirement age, the government have also said they want to incentivise people to work past 66. But mind you, I think there's other, there's other reasons for that because they don't have the money to pay pensions anymore. But, I mean, getting rid of mandatory retirement, is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? I, I, I don't think it's a question of whether it's a good or a bad thing, Niall. It's actually not lawful under the legislation as it currently exists. You have, um, under the employment equality legislation, it, it's simply not lawful for an employer to set a compulsory retirement age unless they can, and this is how the Act describes it, unless they have actual objective justification for doing that. So they can't just simply pick an age as... Um, whether it's 65, 70 or whatever. And but you see, it in many, you see it in many contracts, don't you? A private company contracts, you'll see it at the retirement age of the company is 65. In the state, it's 66, whether you like it or not, you're out of the gap. So, I mean, so what, what happens there? Well, it may well be present in contracts, but it simply isn't lawful under the legislation unless um, an employer can provide some sort of objective justification for that. And that might be, for example... If a person, it might be for health and safety reasons, if a person is capable, isn't physically capable, as your last caller alluded to, um, in terms of, you know, the physical aspects of a job, a person, at a, you know, may not simply be able to do those as they get older. Um, an employer might also have, for example, a policy of, of succession planning, or they might want a better balance of younger employees in, in an organisation. But it's simply not lawful just to say, whether it's 65 or 66 or whatever, that... Mm. Um, 
an, an employee has to go because they've reached a certain age. But um, when we look at the state, for example, and we talk, talk about the civil service, there, obviously mm. 65 is the age there, right? Uh, and the, uh, people will argue that if people continue to stay in a job over the age of 65, that it's not making room for younger people to come into the, you know, the the, the state, for example, or those se- state sector jobs. That, you know, it, the, years ago it was called job blocking. So you yeah. have somebody who goes in and might stay there, like if there was no retirement age, they'd stay there till they're 75 because it's, it's, it's not just a job to them. It becomes a way of life. Absolutely. But, I mean, if the organisation, whether it's the civil service or any other organisation, has a policy that it needs to introduce a balance of uh, age ranges. So, in other words, they don't just want people who are there maybe in the latter stages of the career. They want maybe fresh thinking that might be brought in by having, you know, a more balanced age profile within their organisation. That's, that's a, a reasonable business objective. And if, if they, you know, have a policy of letting people go as a means of letting other people into those positions, that's fine. But it needs to be objectively justified. They just can't decide that in the morning that this is what they're going to do. If they can no, justify that on objective grounds, there's absolutely no problem with it. Yeah, yeah sorry, sorry. Go, go ahead there, Tony. Yeah, Niall, there's another, there's a, just in, in relation to that, the point that man is making, how companies come around that. He's right in what he's saying. There is no, there's no law to say that you have to retire, but how they come around it is the insurance companies. That the insurance companies will say, like my uncle was working for a company, 70 years of age, perfectly fit, well-abled man, not a bother on him. But that company's insurance stated at 70 years of age, he had to retire. The, com- the company insurance would not cover him beyond 70. That's how they come around it. I'm looking at a story here, by the way, from February, and I'm sure, um, Eamon, you'll be aware of this story. A former PepsiCo worker uh, was said it was soul-destroying to be forced into retirement at 65, and he was awarded 40000 by the Work uh, Relations Commission uh, yeah. because he was forced to retire, and he, was, uh, he yeah, had a compensation. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I know people sometimes feel under obligation to retire. But but for a lot of people, retirement can be a very lonely place, I suppose, Eamon. Absolutely. And that's why it's, it's a form of age discrimination. If someone is forced to retire when they're perfectly capable of doing their job and if the business doesn't have uh, an objective justification mm-hmm. for doing so. I mean, if they have the policy, like as we were talking about, you know, if they have a policy of trying to get a, you know, a more balanced age profile or if there are health and safety reasons or if there's even a form of succession planning in place, that's fine. So are you, so are you telling me, just finally, because I need to go into a break, Eamon, are you telling me if there's people listening today and they work in the private sector, let's deal with the private sector for the moment, and they mm-hmm. have a work employment contract which says that according to the company, their policy is people must retire at 65, that that's not worth the paper it's written on? I don't think so. And it, again, it depends on the company and whether they can objectively justify their decision to put this into the contract. So in other words, if it's, if it's in the contract and the, the, the company doesn't have a policy, say, of it doesn't can't provide a justifiable reason as to why that retirement age is necessary, then yeah, I believe that person would have a case. So they would have to prove you're a danger to yourself, you're a danger to others, we can't ensure you, there's some sort of health and safety reason for it, or some other reason. That, so they'd have to have some yeah, justification. Even if, it's a, even if it's a question of, you know, they have succession planning or whatever, you know, there needs to be some objective justification there before they can simply turn around and say, mm. you've reached a particular age. I mean, when you think of it, if someone the day before they're 65, say, for example, if they work in a shop, 
they're there, they're 64 and 11 months working perfectly well and everyone is happy with them. There's no reason they can't do that. All of a sudden, a, num- a number is the reason why you should walk out the door. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, do you, do you agree, I mean, and slightly off the top, well, I'm going to say slightly off the top, I digress slightly, but that the government now want to encourage and incentivise people to work past 66. Now, I, I obviously personally believe that's for other reasons because the government wants to save themselves money, although the, you might get more when you're 70. Do you agree with the idea of encouraging people to work past 65? Yeah, I, I mean, I think there should be a certain amount some people look forward to retirement, like particularly like people who are 65 at the moment may not have gone to college, for example, and they might be just, you know, have worked 40 years and they might be looking forward to retirement. So I don't think it's to certainly be made compulsory, but I certainly think that workers of all ages and particularly those over 60 should be encouraged to stay in the workforce and given plenty of opportunity to work in the workforce. And there's a lot of opportunity, for example, under um, the government springboard program to encourage older people or anyone who's not working uh, to get into jobs that are in demand across. Um, uh, and possibly even retrain that late in your life as well. Absolutely, yeah. All right, well, let, well, listen, and, and, I've run and out I, of time, unfortunately, Eamon, and I have to go into a break, so I do apologise, but very interesting talking to you, Eamon, who works for Lincoln Employment and HR. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic.